0: Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to a Morph Monday episode of Shelf Aware. A mistake has been made. His name is David. Thank Burn. you for being on the front cover of this book. I'm M.
1: Oh, sorry. That was M. I just totally talked over her. But I'm Anna. <laughs> Uh yeah, so this week we read the solution. It is number twenty-two in the Animorphs, and number three in the David trilogy, and number one in my heart because
0: it. Was I knew scary. you were gonna say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am nothing if not predictable.
0: <laughs> it was just a well a well constructed phrasing. That's all. <laughs>
1: Um, I yeah, I love this book. I thought that Cassie book where she was like talking about where her limits were and, you know, what she, what how thing, she was expected to do more than she was comfortable with. I feel like Rachel explored all of that in a much better way. That was entertaining yeah. for me to
0: read. Yeah, I I definitely see some parallels between these those two, this these two, that two, the two those that two. you just mentioned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um i think this is the best of the david trilogy for sure Mm -hmm. whether it's the best of the entire series i don't know if i agree but it is up there
1: we all know i'm a diehard rachel fan
0: yeah rachel can
1: do no wrong in my book
0: rachel is i think number one morph
1: oh yeah for sure for sure most capable most Mm -hmm. confident
0: most beautiful
1: (laughs) best dressed (laughs)
0: most bloodthirsty most
1: bloodthirsty yes yeah if you need someone if you need to call someone that you don't like and tell them that you're gonna kill their parents you get rachel to do it
0: you get rachel mm-hmm. uh-huh she'll do that shit she will no qualms
1: and also in this book we get like rachel's acknowledgement of maybe more romantic feelings for tobias Mm-hmm. because uh when she finds out that tobias has died She's like, I felt, I felt more strongly about him than I realized I had before he died.
0: You never know what you want until it's gone, mm-hmm. it's taken away.
1: Mm-hmm. It's very true.
0: <laughs> if you love a bird, set it free. It's meant to be. It'll turn out he wasn't really killed by, <laughs> by your weird sociopathic teammate. <laughs>
1: He'll be totally chill about the whole thing, and you guys won't have a conversation about it. But maybe in the next book, they will, because it is a Tobias POV,
0: mm, and it does start. Did you happen to read? The I read the first, first sentence, book? and I was like, "Oh, right. so tasty!" There's like already some Tobias Rachel stuff on page. I one. cannot wait. Ugh. Uh
1: yeah. So this is a little bit of a darker entry in the series as well. Not mm-hmm. like, we've had some very, like, grand-scale bleakness, like genocide. Yeah. <laughs> we've right. had, yeah, yeah. Just like the thought of- Addiction. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Chemical warfare. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, but this one is very dark on a personal level that really, mm-hmm. it hasn't been yet for the morphs, I don't think. Like, they haven't, uh, I mean, discounting Three, who who is very bad at his job, they have not been so personally hunted down to this point where someone is just like he knows where they all live he has the same powers as them so how can you hide you know it's just and he and they know he wants to kill them all but only as animals Mm -hmm.
0: I also think this is the first time we've had kind of one of these moral conundrums where I'm not like oh but there's a third option you know Mm -hmm. or like oh but you guys are overselling one side of this this is kind of the first time where I've been like Yeah, they really don't have a choice, a good choice. It's two bad choices either way. And they have to make this decision. Yes. Yep. Yep. Bye, bye, David. Bye. Bye. Nice to know you. Just kidding. It was
1: terrible to know you. (laughs) (laughs) But really, David's a piece of shit.
0: (laughs) David does suck.
1: Uh, So I guess we can get into it.
0: Let's do it. Let's
1: do that. So. It is a Rachel POV. The story picks up with Rachel being awoken from her slumber by Axe, who's flown into her window, the window she always leaves open for her Tobias. Mm
0: -hmm, Uh, She's the only one of the Animorphs who gives a shit about him. Yes.
1: And in fact, when she she is awoken by a bird, the first thing she says is, Tobias, because she loves him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Axe is there instead saying that Jake needs help. What a
0: disappointment. You're expecting Tobias and you get that nerd instead. I
1: know. (laughs) Uh, Tobias, something terrible has happened to Tobias. Axe is kind of like afraid to say it up at the top. And all of this is David's fault. David the traitor. Uh, So So Rachel turns into her owl. They fly to the mall, which is where Jake and David decided to have their big cat showdown. And they find Tiger Jake there on the floor of the mall, wounded and unconscious, still alive.
0: It's not great. It's
1: not. It's not good. No. And Axe and, and Rachel have to fight David real quick also. He, like, makes a distraction at the jewelry store. And Rachel and Axe are like, oh, he said, he talked about uh robbing a jewelry store. That's probably him. So they have to split up. Axe goes to... to investigate and rachel stays there but turns out david had just that was just a distraction he chases rachel around the mall she escapes because of gymnastics and <laughs> david basically lays it all out for her he's like i don't murder humans i only murder humans that are shaped like animals yeah this which is, is a real weird a line to draw because weird
0: still weird moral line yeah
1: <laughs> but he like he sticks to it he's very strict about it But it doesn't make any sense.
0: I feel like David saying, I don't murder humans, but then going on to murder or attempt to murder people when they are in animal morphs is kind of akin to like me playing The Sims and being like, I don't use cheat codes except for... XYZ. It's just like creating arbitrary lines for myself in order to make the game more fun You've to me. I feel cheated. like that's what Right. I feel like that's what he was doing. Yes. Where he's like, mm-hmm. I don't it's not really a moral issue. It's that I feel like it would be too easy to just kill you guys, so I'm gonna wait till you're animals to do yes. it. Yes, yes. Just as like I wanna play this. It's it's like when you're like playing The Sims again and you're like <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna play a challenge.
1: I'm gonna make this woman have a hundred babies.
0: Yeah, so it gives you, like, a structure and something to accomplish. Whereas if he was just like, I'm just going to murder people whenever, wherever, it wouldn't be as much fun for him.
1: (laughs) He wants to prove he's a hardcore gamer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Check out his Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe and support. Like, follow,
1: subscribe. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Rachel's like, David, I will kill you. Um, Because at this point, she knows that Tobias is dead. So she's like, I will kill you, David, to avenge my beloved Hawkman. And David's like, yeah, we'll see about that. And he leaves. Um, Cassie and her mom get called up because, as you all know, when the police call you to come and take care of a wild animal that's found in a very, like, civilized place where animals light tigers don't normally belong you bring your 13 year old daughter with you in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. um
0: so i do i know i do yeah
1: i mean it's a normal thing we've all done it we've all been Mm -hmm. there can't find childcare, even though the dad is there he's still sleeping
0: last time a rhino got loose at the amusement park i immediately grabbed little sarah by the hand and said come child we have work to do
1: it was 3 a.m but I mean I know you young. have
0: school in the morning. <laughs> but fuck, there though. is a rhinoceros on the loose.
1: Yeah, your father is at home sleeping, but I just didn't feel like asking him to babysit you.
0: <laughs> Hold on. Is her father at home sleeping or is her father also there? Because I thought that was the situation. At oh, one point, I thought it
1: was just I thought it was just the mom because she's the vet.
0: I'm pretty sure her they bring the dad along too, because at one point let me see if I can find the Rachel is mind speaking to Cassie and is like, if you understand what's going on, um, if you can say okay. You say okay,
1: yeah.
0: And Cassie says, okay, good luck. Oh, yeah, luck. her dad
1: is there. Yeah, and
0: her dad's like, good luck. We don't need luck. We have your mom.
1: That's fucking weird. Why did the whole yeah. family have to go? First of all, the mom is the vet. <laughs> her dad just runs an animal clinic. like. But the mom is the one in charge of the wild animals at the garden. That's her job yeah. to do. She can do it without a man there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's their, their rule that they have you know some families have game night and mm-hmm. they have they have possible animal murder sh- night Heal a large wild animal night <laughs> it's just like playing operation anna what's the issue
1: yeah i guess i guess i'm the fool here <laughs> <laughs> but uh they fix jake up and put him in an animal ambulance i guess and they take him back to the garden to work on him Rachel has to have some self-reflection about how Jake must have called her in as backup because of her extremely violent nature. And she isn't sure Mm -hmm. she likes that, but she doesn't really know what to do, which is like the running theme of this book. Uh, She is starting to feel kind of icky about her own bloodlust and the fact that Jake sees that in her and then wants to use that for that purpose. Yeah. And, um she feels She feels angry about the whole David situation, but then she also feels really pissed off about uh towards Jake and the others, about mostly Jake, about this because she feels like she's being asked to do all the dirty work, essentially, like they're just assuming that she can handle it. I, I thought that that narrative was much more interesting than Cassie just being like, I hate being a predator. Because, like, we know, Cassie, you've been talking about it for ages. But <laughs> Rachel's, like, at a point where she's like, I love bloodlust. I love fighting things. It's very exciting. I don't know, like, if all of this ends tomorrow. I don't know how I could possibly go back to my regular life as a mall rat who looks really good all the time. um, I just, this is kind of, like, my true self. and but I'm like falling into it too much.
0: I think this also brought up some interesting questions about not necessarily in the book, but me reading it. I was kind of thinking about how like, like the trope of the hot killer woman, right? Mm.
1: Yeah. The Nikita. Yeah. The the femme
0: Nikita or like uh, in film noir, like the um, femme fatale, right? Yes. Or like uh, Xena Warrior Princess or like, or like, or like, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like this whole thing of it's cool for what, c- and I mean, we've kind of been playing into it too of being like, oh, it's so cool that she's such a badass and likes to murder stuff, right? Yes. And it's like, I- I'm probably going to continue doing that because it is cool that she's a badass and likes to murder stuff. <laughs> but there is kind of this like question of like, okay, Yeah. Again, how much are we? How much are we expecting women to fall into this trope, right? Of yes. like, it's fine that you're a murderer because you're hot, right? Very like, it's true. cool mm-hmm. that you're a murderer because you're also pretty, and because it shows it, that you care about more than just clothes and lipstick, right? I, and kind of the reverse of that too, right? Of being like, it's cool that she's pretty. It's okay that she's pretty because she's also a murderer. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's that. It's like,
1: that. Like that weird branch of feminism that I feel like was around in the late nineties that was like feminine women suck because they are leaning too much into this stereotype of being a woman. Which like be whatever kind of woman you want. Just Yeah. Don't be mean to other women.
0: Which I don't I don't really know what to do with this kind of like setup that we now have of like Rachel being trope breaking but also very much a trope. At the same, you know, like it's like, because I yeah. don't think I really thought of it like this. Like, I mean, I know there's been like all the comparisons to Xena, but like she made a few other comparisons to other hot killer women. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I guess that is a thing. And I think it's important that this book exists where Rachel is kind of being like, okay, yeah, I am this thing, but what does that mean for me as a person? Right. right? Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought it was an interesting exploration of that. I feel like KA Applegate does a good job of that sometimes where she's Yeah. She makes you think that like she's totally going to lean in one direction really hard, but then like record scratch, it's actually yeah. like reflective.
0: And I know we've talked about how like Cassie and Rachel a lot of times are kind of like the two the two possible routes for women, mm-hmm. right? Of being like girly girl or tomboy. Mhm. But like I think that Cassie also does get this too, where it's like, yeah, okay, she's sensitive and emotional and whatever, and she's just going to go cry. Like, we did kind of get Cassie crying about stuff a few times, but Mm -hmm. now it's kind of evolved into this, like, she's emotional and that's useful in war, right? Yes,
1: yes. Mm -hmm. She's like their empath.
0: Right. So now we're kind of getting the reverse of that, where it's like, Rachel is useful in war, but what does that mean for her emotions, for her as a person, Mm -hmm. right? So I it's interesting the way these two are kind of like building up stereotypes and then like deconstructing them a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's very good. I I like, I don't know, this is skipping ahead a lot, but like Jake breaks it down in a really insightful way. And that was pretty surprising mm-hmm. to me for it being Jake. Of course. <laughs> but they're basically <laughs> arguing like Rachel is like you all you think of me is just is that I'm a killer. And Jake is like I didn't want to do this. Fine. But I think you're the bravest member of the group. I think in a bad fight, I'd rather have you with me than anyone else. But yeah, Rachel, I think there's something pretty dark down inside you. I think you're the only one of us who could be disappointed if this all ended tomorrow. Cassie hates all this. Marco has personal reasons for being in the war. Act just wants to go home and fight Yerks with his own people. Tobias, who knows what Tobias wants anymore because none of us fucking care about Tobias. <laughs> but you, Rachel, you love it. It's what makes you so brave. It's what makes you so dangerous to the Yerks. And- She just has to think about that. She's like, do I, do I love this? Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I don't, I don't really know, like if she, if she comes to like a full blown conclusion at this, but she kind of accepts it because Jake is like, you know, we all have lines that we don't want to cross. Um, and I thought I had a line, but I have crossed it. So I'm sorry. And they just kind of leave it at that. I don't know
0: i feel like i might have said something like this before but Mm -hmm. like sometimes you just have to make a call and there isn't a right call and it's Mm -hmm. just like the and this is actually first
1: time that jake has done that
0: (laughs) yeah it's like the least worst call yeah instead of trying to make the best call Mm -hmm.
1: like they've already fucked up past the point of no return they just Mm -hmm. have to try and make up lost ground at this point yeah so, <laughs> Ra- Rachel muses on this for a while. Uh, the axe and Rachel then go to check up on Marco to make sure he's okay. They enter his room. The window is open, which they think is a little bit suspicious. But then Marco comes out swinging with a baseball bat
0: because it which turns is very suspicious. Extremely,
1: yeah, even more suspicious than the open window, if you can believe it. Um, <laughs> it turns out that David had snuck in tied Marco up in the closet and then took him as a morph and David hits Axe really good and Axe falls unconscious to the ground and then he does this fucked up thing where he like he holds up what was it he held up like five fingers or six fingers and then he Mm -hmm. held down like one for each of the morphs that he has grievously wounded slash killed which was he's uh I don't like this kid. Yeah, like I said, he's
0: like playing a game, <laughs> yeah. right? Like He's he's like, gotta check him off my list.
1: Yeah, and he's like, what? fourteen, fifteen at the most? Like, <laughs> like 13. I think they're all 13 yeah, still. They, yeah, they could still... Yeah, I don't know. Time has no meaning in this
0: series. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they've done the going up a grade thing. Yeah. We haven't had a summer vacation yet. That's yeah, like, true. I also think that like, it kind of gets to the point of like, because there's sort of this question of, is David like? What does David want? Right, and I think that like David gives us a few answers. Right, mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, I'm trying to get the box back so I can trade it with Visor Three so I can get my parents back. Oh, I just want a normal life. Oh, I just want riches. Oh, I just you know, mm-hmm. David wants to kill people. Like,
1: yeah, like I don't. He's David not is be having happy fun just stealing jewels and living in Holiday Inn right. for the rest of his right. life.
0: I think that that Applegate does a a good job with like kind of on the reverse of Vista Three, where Vista Three does become a little comically villainous sometimes. Yes. I think that David is a does a good job of being like he is legitimately scary, yes. like as a person, without him coming out and being like, "Here's my grand plan of how I'm going to defeat you, animorphs." Like, exactly. It was a
1: disturbingly realistic evil.
0: Right. He never comes out and says like, "I am enjoying killing you guys." But it's very clear that he is enjoying oh, yeah. trying to kill them. Oh yeah.
1: He loves he loves the game. The the yeah. chase and all of it.
0: Because he does keep trying to victimize himself and be like, Oh, oh you yeah. guys put me in this position it's, and totally it's like his
1: fault, even though it was like the Yurks that killed or Yerked his parents.
0: <laughs> it's very it's very Thanos where it's like things are so bad I've got to snap and kill half the world so that there's enough resources mm. and it's like well you could just make more resources instead of killing half the world right like that's pretty that much wouldn't this. make a compelling movie right <laughs> well and I'm sure comic book nerds will have some reason that that makes sense whatever I don't care um but <laughs> but it's like that right where David is like I I have to do this I have to hunt down these anamorphs for my parents and it's like you have other options. You do not have to do this in exactly. This way. You could work with yeah. them to
1: get your parents back.
0: You could just fuck off yeah. and like take over someone else's life somewhere else he's, that they are not at.
1: It, I, it, I think it, he's just he's just embarrassed, or he thinks that the animorphs think they're better than him, and so he's trying yes. to knock them all down a peg by killing. Yeah, him, which is maybe more than a peg. Maybe it's just like knock them off completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, so with axe unconscious on the ground it's just rachel versus david now again david morphs into his golden eagle morph and chases rachel who is in her owl morph and rachel attempts to lead david into some high power lines and he but before they can get there he sinks his claws into her back and is about to kill her but he's suddenly dive bombed by a hawk <gasps> oh my god david immediately flees the scene without stopping to see who or what attacked him for some reason and guess what? He should have because it was Tobias. Oh, he was totally not dead. And in fact, jokes about it like, who? Me couldn't be. How about you? <laughs> I don't know.
0: And it's some other random hawk that David killed, which yeah. I mean, again, maybe I'm giving too much credit to children, maybe I'm giving too much credit to hawks. But if my best friend was a hawk, I might like notice some markings on that hawk that was made him. Distinguishable from other hawks in case I ever ran into him in the (laughs) wild. You know, tie a little
1: ribbon around his neck.
0: (laughs) I feel like me as a person who doesn't give a shit about hawks Mm. in my day to day life, I would not be able to differentiate two different hawks. Very true, right? Mm -hmm. But I feel like if my best friend was a hawk and I occasionally turned into a hawk, I might. Be a little more aware of hawk differences. Is all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I feel like the more you spend time around, some, and so maybe this only applies to Rachel. But the more you spend time around an animal, or I don't know anything that you're unfamiliar with, you begin to be able to notice more about them. So
0: maybe, maybe we're wrong, and hawks are completely indistinguishable from one another. Each She's, hawk is
1: identical, and that's why it doesn't yeah. matter that they only take one morph yeah or one what yeah one dna of each species it's fine (laughs) yeah so david just killed some random hawk and tobias was actually lost trying to find david again
0: (laughs) okay i also while we are on the subject of tobias Uh i do want to bring up something in this book that i don't know if it's been addressed but i feel like it very much uh feeds into our nobody gives a shit about tobias thing Mm -hmm. although i i can imagine this may have been addressed so please correct me if i'm wrong um Have they said if you get stuck in a morph, can you use, have they said one way or the other, can you use the box to reestablish your morphing powers?
1: I don't think they've established that, no, Um, because we just got the box back.
0: Right. But we've had it for a few days, and Tobias has himself as a, why the fuck have they not had him, like, they should have at least asked Axe, hey- can Tobias morph into his child self, mm-hmm. stay that way for two hours, get stuck as that, and then pick up the box? Good question. So that he does not have to live in the woods as a hawk anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> though, I I would assume that this I would is probably assume the answer they, is something no. they don't know the answer to. Yeah, because they have... Well, I would
0: assume Axe would know, is what I'm saying. Oh, is well, that I was... I think that...
1: This is like a completely new situation, though, right? Because, yeah. like, they have a name... They have an Andalite word for people who cannot, who have been stuck in a morph. So right. I guess that's like assuming that they can't, but maybe all yeah. Andalites are stupid. So maybe they have tried to get a non-Lith to touch the morphing box and they can't reacquire morphing powers.
0: My assumption is it wouldn't work, but someone should ask Axe about it is what I'm saying, because like it's wild that they haven't when Tobias is over here.
1: Yeah, but I feel like it's just like it's super risky because then he would have no powers at all if they tried it. But
0: yeah, but Mm -hmm. they could just ask Axe if it would work.
1: Yeah, yeah, they should. They should just (laughs) ask Axe so we can have the scene where he goes, I don't know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> or where he goes, "No, that doesn't work. We have many non-lists at in our home planet and they have tried to re up and it doesn't work." They but like you
1: know, if it was if it was Cassie, they would have asked immediately, but it's Tobias. Right. So. We're exactly. all just supposed to accept that he's a hawk. That's it. That's his life now. It's fine. Uh they keep Tobias's aliveness a secret from David. So, that's cool. They were smart enough to do that. Mhm. Um Meanwhile, Cassie has been able to get Jake out of the garden by pumping him full of adrenaline and then sneaking him out so he could demorph, leaving everyone wildly curious about how a, a mortally wounded tiger got up and left, but then reappeared in his habitat completely yeah. normal and fine.
0: I was going to say, a mortally wounded tiger who Cassie's mom recognizes because it is the DNA of the tiger that yes. she works with at the zoo, like... Because she has bothered to
1: identify the animals that she spends a lot of time with.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Almost like she's closer to that tiger than any of Tobias' friends are to him.
1: (laughs) I mean, maybe Rachel would have known. Maybe. Maybe. She does let him in her room every night.
0: Did she see his... She didn't see his the the other Hobbs' dead body. This is all
1: hearsay, basically. Mm. Um... (laughs) Also, why didn't Cassie's mom, so they bring this tiger in, like, wouldn't you immediately have someone go and check the tiger habitat to make sure, like, the other tigers didn't get out? Yes.
0: (laughs) I also would be on top of that tiger the entire time the tiger was in Not just leave it with a 13-year-old girl? What are we doing? What are we doing? Cassie's mom.
1: (laughs) Oh, And also, Marco was locked in this closet, and apparently, the book says it took him hours to escape. Why didn't he just morph into something, maybe something that he, that has no arms and legs, like a fucking snake, and then slither out of his restraints and then morph back into a human?
0: This is a very good question. Why did
1: it take him hours to untie An his own knots? Why didn't he become a fly, fly away, <laughs> fly out of the closet?
0: I, I actually can't imagine that... <laughs> No matter which morph he chose to go with, it wouldn't solve this issue yeah. immediately. Become the gorilla, gorilla so the restraints Bust break, those restraints, And then yeah. fucking kill David. Snake, slither out. Bird, fly out. Cockroach, scramble out. You have so many choices. This could
1: have been over so quickly. David was vulnerable because he was morphed as you marco Mm -hmm. the human so he would have had to to demorph and then morph again this was uh, david at his most vulnerable and marco just sat there in his closet like well i guess i'll catch up on my sleep whatever
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's actually probably what it was yeah
1: because the book does they all go to school the next day and marco was like the only one that was well rested (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) so they're all at school and david shows up there in his marco morph luckily marco's not around but he shows up and he tells the bandolites that he wants the morphing box so he can trade it to viscer three for his parents and if he gets it then he'll leave them alone but if they don't he's gonna give up their identities to viscer three oof i know david makes his threats and he leaves but rachel follows him out and she notes that like jake and the others willingly let her do this like they know they know rachel They know what she's gonna do, and they let her. But she follows him out, and she straight up, she just threatens to kill David's parents if he rides them out to a certain And She says, "I will, I will do it. I'll go find them, and I'll kill them." So, fuck you. David's like, "You don't have the guts," and Rachel's like, "I'm Rachel." No, she she does actually. She she thinks to herself, well, I don't I don't know if I actually do have the guts to do it, but you know, I have the guts to make the threat. So,
0: <laughs> well, and that's what matters. That's all that
1: matters. Oh. So anyway, the the Bandolites remember they have to save the president and the rest of the world.
0: <laughs> so. Man. For something that was so important in book one of this trilogy, it just was not even anything that mattered. It became
1: nothing. Like, the David situation came up, and Kay Applegate's like, ooh, I think this is the story I wanted to write, actually. (laughs) So she asked the bandolites, they all become rhinos and or elephants, and they storm this part of the beach that contains the bungalows the world leaders are staying in, and they just stampede it they they don't kill anybody but they make a big ruckus and the end that's that problem wrapped up so Ooh. that
0: disrupts it i guess enough that vista three's plan doesn't work or something yeah Whatever. i don't
1: know they there was it a
0: moment in this i want i was curious about where they storm into one of the bungalows and there is one of the world leaders there yes and drunk? i don't
1: think they know which one
0: yeah, they don't seem to know which one, which is wild that these children didn't look them up on the internet. Well, Jake Jake looked up the French prime president's wife to know she
1: had chihuahuas.
0: Yeah, which <laughs> nothing it, came though. of that. Um. Uh, <laughs> anyway. They should
1: have had a cork board in the barn with the pictures of all the world leaders on it and yeah. little red strings.
0: <laughs> but like when they when they get in the bungalow, he's just like calmly sitting on the bed and is like looking at them and being like, what's up animals <laughs> and they're like okay well, let's go to the next bungalow and he's like she he makes laughs. like <laughs> yeah she makes like a point of this interaction with this dude and i'm wondering if this is if like if i was aware of the politics of the 90s and these countries if i would have been like oh, of course that's the french pro- the french president that's Bill or whatever <laughs> You know, like well, it wasn't Bill Clinton because they would have they would have recognized president because they all are like super about the president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was one of the other ones. But I'm wondering if it was supposed to be like a cheeky little like <laughs> you know the guy who's in charge of Japan just acting the way he does. Like <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a good question. Uh I don't know. I was kind of like maybe that's the year.
0: I thought so too, but then that didn't. Like, it was definitely a vibe of, like, he's real chill and not in a way like he wants them all to die, which would mm-hmm. probably be the Yerked one.
1: <laughs>
0: also, okay, here's a
1: here's thing I just thought of, though. If a Yirk mm-hmm. was inside of a world leader's brain, yeah. would that Yerk be Visor 2? Or do you think it'd be a lower viscer oh, than Visser 3?
0: That is a good point.
1: I'm just, think, I'm just, I don't know. I'm
0: asking, like, I, I think it probably would be right.
1: That is a pretty powerful morph. Like, if Marco's yeah. mom is Visor One, like, what does right. Marco's mom have that's better than an Andalite that can morph?
0: And we know that there is, like, well, I, hmm, it's because I guess the question would be like, if would you put your general in like a precarious position? Or would mm-hmm. you put someone lower ranked, you know, like, cause someone that's gotta to be, orders. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I think that's I a good know. thread.
1: Yeah. I, I think the Yerks are all about like, you know, you gain rank yeah. based on how powerful your host is or your right. controller is. So.
0: Right. Well, low, do low, we low. think that one of the world leaders is better or worse than an Andalite body?
1: See, that's, but I feel like Visser 3, if Marco's mom is Visser 1, Visser mm-hmm. 3 should definitely be like Visser negative 1, or like whatever's higher than Visser 1, like, <laughs> <laughs> because Marco's mom is just like a normal Some woman.
0: woman. <laughs> She's
1: like a teacher or something, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, something like that.
1: Not to say that like teachers aren't great, but like versus an alien who can turn into literally anything, how is, if you're based on, a, if this is a meritocracy, how is that not higher rank
0: well and i guess there's also kind of because it's it's not like they don't choose their hosts right like in general i think this three mm. might be the exception to the rule because it seems like he defeated that andalite right. and then got him but like in general it's like okay you're rising through the ranks so we're gonna put you in someone oh yeah, yeah important yeah. you know mm-hmm. um because that was the whole thing with um we heard a lot about that with uh the twin, right? Mm-hmm, yes, of, like, yes, kind yes. of the machinations behind the scenes and how he essentially he got blacklisted. Twin, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, it it seems like there's some, there's definitely correlation between, like, your host body being uh impressive in some way and your rank. But I, I don't know if it's clear at, like, how much is I did a good thing and so I get a better host body or, mm-hmm. like, I... I'm in the good host body, and so that puts me higher in the rank, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's, like, a good host body is a reward or if it's, like, a, you are in a position to get higher in the ranks because you're in that body, you know? Right,
1: right. But I feel like that, either way, for either of those scenarios, it's still a strange
0: situation to have Visser 1 inside of Marco's mother. Right. Unless Visser 1... chose marco's mother for some reason we don't know of yet
1: they're from the future and they knew about the bandolines <laughs> I,
0: I said uh, that in a way that made it sound like i have a theory about it and i definitely don't
1: maybe if we read more
0: hmm.
1: well that that's a question that's a series question
0: a series query
1: yes oh my god yes a series <laughs> query put it on your corkboard at home with red strings let us know where it leads uh, as they're leaving the beach, where they were all big rhinos and elephants, they morph into dolphins so they can swim away. But they're suddenly attacked by an orca that is actually <sighs> David. This fucker's showing up everywhere.
0: Where'd he get that orca? Where? Good. He went to he went to knock off Sea World. He okay, but if he went to knock off Sea World, like just to put this in perspective. He picked up this fucking orca so fucking quick, and he has none of the connections that the bandalites do. So like they have no excuses for their lazy morph David, no,
1: David. yeah he's fucking smart you know what he's doing he's breaking into these places as mm-hmm. animals mm-hmm. and then just E-morphing, having his way with up new them. yeah
0: <laughs> he's, he's touching if, them all if he wasn't a sociopath he should be the leader of the band a hundred
1: percent and he even says that in the book he's like I was just smarter than you guys <laughs> yeah I'm <laughs> if when I make a team I make them all stupid
0: <laughs> so that I can be in charge so I can
1: be in charge Ugh. But Cassie pulls out her whale morph and scares him off because I guess David is smart, but he's but he's dumb enough to not realize that whales cannot kill very e- They have, like, baleen and not teeth. Yeah. So he was... T-
0: if a whale... Tr- no. I was Let's gonna see, say, I think a if whale a whale tried orca? really hard... I feel like there are ways to do it, right? Like, I feel like if... Because I don't think it would ever happen normally. Because what would the purpose be? Because the whale can't eat the other whale, right? So it's not like predation or whatever. But I think if I was a giant humpback whale, I would just like swim on top of the orca so it couldn't come up for air.
1: That's a good yeah.
0: You know yeah. Because what's like that. gonna do? It's not gonna be able to get up above me. I'm a big Especially old humpback whale. Especially if you whale. have
1: four little dolphins helping you.
0: Mm-hmm. And those guys have teeth, yeah. so. I might not have teeth. I've got baleen, but, like, they have teeth. (laughs) Dolphins have those weird little teeth. I basically am a whale. Like, with the way that I eat, like, everything just should be liquid.
1: (laughs) Just a soup strainer.
0: Just a soup strainer would be, like, my ideal. I wish I had baleen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I did Google, can a whale kill an orca?
0: Mm -hmm. And I got
1: two facts for you. Okay, that great. The only sea creature known to attack blue whales is the orca. Mm-hmm. Okay. And orcas usually don't attack blue sperm whales because the blue sperm whales are powerful and aggressive and unpredictable. Well. Take those two facts and make up something about a humpback whale. Okay, what was the first whale? Uh, the
0: blue whale? blue whale. The big boys. So that's that's the big boy. Humpback's not as big as that let's see are humpback whales aggressive I don't think so they got baleen um they're aggressive
1: in mating well um this is a National Geographic article from 2016 that, that says a humpback whale was seen interfering with an orca's attack hmm. on a seal in Antarctica and they're less friendly than grey whales so that's that's all those are my other facts about whales I've educated you all today
0: you know what they say about whales? Mhm. Hold on. Go on. <laughs> Google your punchline. <laughs> Hold on. You know the old <laughs> thing about whales. What is it? <laughs> to see if they are if they are cool or not, if you know, if they're chill or aggressive, if they got teeth, you're going to have beef. If they got baleen, <laughs> the
1: for if they got bailen, then if they got bailen everything's
0: clean. Everything's clean. <laughs> if they got bailen, it's all good, Queen.
1: <laughs> if they've got bailen, you can stay on the scene. <laughs> uh. Anyway, you guys remember Sadler?
0: <laughs> you know I do.
1: Yeah, we love Sadler here on this podcast. Rachel and Jake's cousin.
0: Well, I've got some bad news for you, Anna.
1: Oh, no. Don't tell me. He's taken a huge turn for the worse. Sadler's taking a turn for the worse. Yeah. So
0: they all have to go to the hospital and watch him die, I guess. If you they got <laughs> Bailene, they're not mean.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. God
0: damn it. Damn it. Okay, Continue. do it again. Take it from the top. <laughs> Boyle's got teeth. If if it's got teeth, you're going to have beef. If they got baleen, they're not mean. There you go. That's words to live by. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
1: So before they go to the hospital, Rachel kind of yells at Jake about how she's being used for all his dirty work and she doesn't like it. And she's having a little bit of a crisis about it. But they're interrupted before they can come to a conclusion. Um, And at the hospital, everyone is surprised because the cousin Sadler that they were told was dying has actually made a complete recovery. Although his heart stopped at some point between them trying to resuscitate him and him waking up completely recovered, David has snuck in, acquired Sadler as a morph, disposed of Sadler's real Sadler's dead body, and then gone on to assume his new role as Sadler.
0: I like you are I think getting at was very confused about how this could have possibly happened.
1: I think I think Sadler ate I mean I think David ate Sadler's body.
0: Here's, I think, the only explanation, okay? Okay. And it's kind of complicated, and I'm kind of coming up with it now as we're talking about it. Okay, okay. I think what must have happened, Sadler... David knows about Sadler. We know that he had the twinkle in his eye earlier about Sadler and had this plan already. Mm -hmm. So I think he went to the hospital in a fly morph or whatever... Popped out in the room when no one else was there. God, Acquired so Sadler. Good. He
1: just acquires twenty four seven. He's on acquiring,
0: acquiring. You know what they say: A B A, always be acquiring. A B Q, always be acquiring. <laughs> Coffee's for choirs. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Sadler went to the hospital. Waited till people were out of the room demorphed acquired sadler uh remorphed got out of there waited for sadler to go into cardiac arrest die get taken down to the morgue go down there take his little toe tag off come back up as Sadler, and be like oh i was in the morgue you guys thought i was dead but i wasn't
1: <laughs> i know you've already called my family and told them i died and you've already probably signed my death certificate but here i am t- tap dancing away
0: but it's fine because i think that i can buy the adults in the situation not telling the cousins the children mm-hmm. that that happened that like he died he was he, he was real, like for real died. for real in a morgue because yeah. that's disturbing and freaky but like there's Otherwise, no other
1: doctors are completely incompetent are
0: just idiots unless yeah. he was doing like some like m- acquiring a doctor morphed into a doctor was in the operating room told everyone else to leave the operating and room did? and they did and then he switched like but then everybody would be like where's that doctor <laughs>
1: Or like, the doctors were like, "This boy is dying."
0: Oh well, and then they all just laughed. They took a coffee break, and,
1: and then David came in, and he became he he morphed into the orca and ate sad ate Sadler's body, and then morphed back into David, and then became Sadler. I don't know what else could be done with this body.
0: He also would have had to acquire David. Pre this, I think if we Sadler, are he have um, to acquire Sadler. Yes, David would yeah. have had to acquire Sadler pre this. Yes, so that makes if sense we, that he
1: went and visited him when the, yes he had that gleam in his eye.
0: Like, and it's it's weird too because he he said he doesn't kill humans, so he would have had to like he couldn't do anything to move this along in some way that would benefit him, right? Like, right.
1: I just I have this like gross feeling that this body is just going to appear.
0: Yeah, because I'm kind of worried about it.
1: At the conclusion of this book, or as the book goes on, Sadler goes home because he's there's nothing wrong with him. So the hospital yeah. doesn't hold him, even for observation for 24 hours because he's come back from the dead. But okay. They don't hold him. They all go home. Everyone is happy because Sadler has made a miracle recovery. Um, and Jake and Rachel are like, yeah, dude, we're going to have to, like, kill our cousin again, essentially. That kind of fucking sucks for when we deal with David. But, like, I feel like, I don't know, they're gonna, like, drag a lake or something, or just, like, someone's yeah. gonna be out fishing, and here comes Sadler's dead body. I don't know how they're gonna play that. I'm very interested.
0: I, I feel like it might just not ever be... I, I almost think it might not come up.
1: names. They have to come back.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like they might do it as, like, oh, Sadler... Ran away, like they might. That might be the story they give to the family, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, Sadler, Sadler ran away. You know, yeah. Because I don't know how else. I don't know how. Oh, uh, I don't know. I just don't know. This whole thing is. This is the first time we've had a dead child, in this book series, and yes. it's a lot.
1: And like, I don't know, because they already kind of are going to have a thing because in this town, well, three three boys, same age, have all gone missing. Well, roughly the same age. Sadler's a little bit older. Tobias has gone missing. Mm. David has gone missing now. And now Salah will gone missing. There's starting to become a pattern here in this in this town of San Francisco.
0: I think Tobias they've already addressed as like nobody really cares about Tobias. Yeah, but that's going to come
1: up. That has to come up.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: That's my serious theory. It has to come up eventually.
0: I feel like David, his parents won't report that he's gone missing because they're Yerks. Oh, So like, I feel like they'll just be like,
1: we send him to boarding school
0: well they'll just say they're homeschooling him you know like oh he was having trouble fitting in at school which is true or they all just moved away or they moved away yeah because what good are those parents now and then yeah i think sadler they're gonna have to come up with some cover story for i just like
1: i hope they address this in the next book even it's a tobias pov though so i don't know but i would really like that So Rachel and Jake are discussing, like, how they might have to kill David in order to solve their problem. And this brings up their argument again about how Rachel doesn't really want to be seen as the enforcer or the one doing all the dirty work. And we've already talked about this discussion earlier in the episode. Um, But Jake is essentially like, I'm sorry, you're so brave and wonderful. And I'm just an incompetent, jealous fool. And they hug it out and Rachel isn't mad anymore. For the time being. Her bloodlust is stated. (laughs) 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 Uh, or at least it's like approved of so it it, the monster in her is happy (laughs) Uh, so moving on the bandolites decide to hold a false meeting where everyone acts all sad and defeated especially rachel um tobias is not there they just assume david is spying on them at all times which is a good idea tobias
0: probably came up with it (laughs) can't can't attribute that one to jake (laughs) Is this the meeting where Tobias has been tracking David? Because he does watch David. He at watches one point.
1: over, and he's like, "Yeah, David, yeah. I definitely saw a golden eagle land and a rattlesnake rattle this way." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's hidden. He's there. But he's hidden. Um, and they basically make up this story in their meeting about how Cassie broke down the parts of the morphing box and hid them with Rachel's help, and they're hoping that this entices David into essentially taking Rachel hostage in order to collect all the pieces because Cassie has designed a ploy where they play on david's emotions and they prime him to think certain ways about certain things and they leave very convenient prop pieces <laughs> like, <laughs> they, this was a, this was a good plan 100 percent a cassie plan why is jake the leader
0: cassie went full mentalist in this plan <laughs> she did
1: yes yes and it works it works exactly as it was meant to David makes the bandolites take him to the place where they supposedly dumped the morphing box components. Uh, He makes Cassie, Marco, Axe, and Jake all morph into cockroaches. And then he puts them in this empty Pepsi bottle that he found on the ground uh, because the bandolites left it there. And then he seals it shut. And he's like, Rachel, they will be stuck as cockroaches for forever if you do not take me to find the morphing box and hand it over and do it all very nicely. (laughs) So Rachel is, like, pretending she's all defeated and stuff. They go into inside these pipes. Um, The place that they lead them to is the place where Elfangor, they first met him, and they first got their morphing abilities. Uh, so they become rats and they slip into some construction pipes or something to find the pieces. But it's a trap! Uh, Rachel leads David into a section of pipe that's actually like a cage. I guess what they've done is they've, like, they've dug up this portion of the pipe and they've like sealed it off on one end and it's rachel's job to lead david in there and then get out fast enough for someone else to slide down a partition and seal david rat inside so it's very clever more clever than i feel like i was at 13 (laughs) (laughs) damn cassie (laughs) <laughs> uh, i hope like jake with all of his like i use your weak or i use your strengths and whatever i hope he just like hey cassie what do we do now
0: <laughs> i feel like th- it's so annoying because like it's being played as like he's this great tactician who's able to use everyone else's strengths to their benefit he, he and just it's, like,
1: delegates he doesn't do fucking do shit
0: which I mean, there is an argument to be made that that is what a leader should do, but like every one of their strengths could also be a leadership quality if yes. that's what we're it's very um like very typical, there's a heist or there's like a group of superheroes or whatever i the thing I'm thinking of the is crew. like, yeah, there's a crew. The thing I'm thinking of right now is this was a post going around on Twitter. I'll see if I can find it, but um that was like about uh this whole trope of like the one basic white dude who's just default in charge because he's the basic white dude and the example they gave was that like is- the guardians of the galaxy where yes. it's like Groot's Star-Lord. the most interesting Rocket's the most um like experienced uh Gamora's the smartest Drax is the strongest and Star-Lord's like there right yeah. like yeah he's the comedic relief but also right energy. and it's like this idea of like oh they're so good at being the leader because they're not really good at anything else. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like <laughs> pretty it, much. That's not how we should be chewing, choosing leadership. It shouldn't just be like, well, you don't fill any other role, So I guess you're in charge.
1: Yep. That's, that's very Jake. A hundred percent.
0: Cause everybody else does have a role. Like Cassie's the one who's the psychologist now and yeah. Rachel's the killer and Marco's the, t- like tactician and like computer dude or whatever and axe yeah. is the alien expert axe the t- real computer dude <laughs> a better computer dude <laughs> <laughs> tobias <is> the hawk <laughs> is the eye in the sky right yes. like yeah and jake is jake he loves bugs he loves bugs he loves cassie he
1: loves, he loves brother,
0: Tom. making hard choices
1: I mean, he's just like Visser 3, right? Like, Visser 3 is also the only thing he can do is morph, much like the only thing Jake can do is
0: morph. But at least Visser 3 is the only one who can morph in a group of non-morphers. Very
1: true, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jake's not even the best morpher. That's Cassie. No, that's Cassie. She's the fastest and most beautiful morpher.
0: (laughs) It's an art form with that girl.
1: Oh, Tobias had come in at the last moment and helped the cockroach bandolites out of the Pepsi bottle. And, uh, that's how they were able to trap David in his cage. And now they just have to wait two hours for David to be stuck as a rat forever. And David, of course, is like pleading and begging and crying for them to let him go. And so Rachel yeah. tells everyone but Axe to leave them with David. And she doesn't, want, cause she doesn't want this guilt on anyone else's shoulder. She's, she's strong so she can take it. Or so she says. Um, and the others bounce, and as soon as it's been two hours, Rachel and Axe fly little Rat David off to some rocky island that's a ways off the coast, and they just dump him there with and, a bunch of other rats. Yeah, and Rachel's like, there were there were ghost stories about how if you swam too close to this island or boated too close to there, you could hear a little voice going, "No, no, no." So dark this week on BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> <laughs> we're exploring the haunted rat island of San Francisco. <laughs>
0: well this was an experience this was
1: such a good book though
0: yeah it was good
1: i i enjoyed every moment of it um most valuable morph i think has to go to the pov character it has to go to rachel yeah
0: for me. rachel 100% mm-hmm. agreed
1: she's such a badass and she re- she recognizes that you know it's not all it's cracked up to be to be the the thirsty blood killer blood thirsty killer thirsty blood killer <laughs>
0: The killer who thirsts for blood. She just
1: she needs to hydrate, girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, let's take a second to talk about uh serious theories. Okay. First off, mm-hmm. we did pretty good on predicting. What yeah, was no, you in this did book.
1: good. I did all right.
0: I think you got the broad strokes of of what was going to go on. I think you thought the president was going to be more important than he. Yeah. Being, well, I but, thought like, we all
1: did. We all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not your fault that I actually thought about. I should theorize what's going to happen with the president. But I was like, I don't know. So I'm not going to make a guess. But mm. it turned out nothing. Nothing. nothing yeah. Your happen. guess was
1: also accurate.
0: <laughs> Unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so, yeah. What were the things that I know last Morph Monday, we you said you had some stuff that you wanted to say for this episode.
0: Yes. Um. So we kind of actually started touching on it with the stuff with Sadler. But I think that my biggest prediction, in addition to they're going to have to deal with that, is that one of the things that's going to be a complication for Jake in the next book is that his cousins will be living with him. And I think that's going to be like the next dumb bullshit thing that we have to deal with for like, oh, it's so hard to balance home life and Animorphs is that he's going to have his three other cousins living with him. And we're all going to have to listen to family drama.
1: I think one of them is going to find out. At least one of them is going to find out. There's no way you can keep that from three annoying younger cousins.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of hopeful thinking on our part because, yeah. like, it would be so nice to bring in some new Animorphs. And they've still got the box. So, like, they could add to the crew at this point. Yeah. If yeah. They, I, the, the, if they do it in a smart way. They
1: have options. Yeah. You have to vet them for years in their head. Like, yeah. Hold them hostage for three days, I guess. But
0: Right. And also in addition to the Yerk thing, you gotta have them sit down with Cassie and like have a session to make sure they're not gonna a try sociopath. to murder you. Yeah. <laughs> like
1: yeah. But yeah, I feel I feel like the Sadler stuff has to come back up.
0: Yeah. They're for all sure. they're
1: all staying with Jake. They all have names. It wasn't just, you know, like Sadler and his siblings. It was mm-hmm. Sadler, Forrest, Brooke and the other one. So I think
0: I think that's gonna be the next Jake book that's gonna be our big yeah. conflict our big non-alien conflict is gonna be him and his cousins trying to deal Mm
1: -hmm. i think we're gonna have some heavy rachel tobias stuff coming up for
0: sure Mm -hmm. i also think i do think that the sadler stuff they're gonna play it off that he ran away or something like that like I, i can't imagine that but then that's going to be so hard to explain. But then, like, how are and they going to explain that he just died? very sad for a very long period of time, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they, like, but they can't be like, oh, he died because they're not, just I I just, well, just want to know what happens to the body. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's kind of not going to be their problem to come up with an explanation for it. Oh, yeah. Because it's not like Jake can go up to his,
1: well, I think that's
0: the thing. I think that, like. I think their hands are clean of this situation. Well, I think, I think if they go to Sadler's parents and are like, sadler died there's going to be further questions mm-hmm. but i think if jake goes to sadler's parents and is like sadler told me he was running away they might buy that so i feel like that's going to yeah. be the or direction they could just they choose it. to say
1: nothing and then just sadly watch from the sidelines as this family falls apart
0: also an option <laughs> i mean it's jake we're talking about oh uh, yikes all right. Well, what was your uh, morbid moment for this week? Oh, morbid moment. I have so many.
1: I feel like for me, this it whole book was kind of a morbid book. moment in the fact mm-hmm. that they were being personally hunted. I just find yeah. that that is something the morphs haven't had to deal with yet. They've, been, I mean, they've been personally hunted by Visser Three, but he is, one, super incompetent, and two, doesn't know their identities. But this is yeah. someone who knows where they live, who knows the, where their family is, and where they go to school, secrets about them that were very, like, if they came out, then that would be the end of this book series.
0: <laughs> There's also the, the added, like, I guess, psychological trauma, if we want to say oh, that, yeah. of of it being... A human, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. of it being, because th- this is the the whole dichotomy they've built up, right? Is it's us against the Yurks, the humans against the Yurks. The humans are good, the Yurks are bad, right? And I mean, we're starting to see that breakdown in a lot of ways. Yeah, but I was gonna say,
1: especially coupled with that Cassie book, where we found out right. not all Yurks yes. are bad. Yeah, not all. But like, I good. think
0: that this is a really important book to like acknowledge mm-hmm. that humans are also capable of like being dangerous and being evil yeah and yeah for just for no and I know reason really i do want to say we've we've been using the word sociopath a lot to describe david and i think it is important to kind of take a second here just to acknowledge like having an actual mental disorder does not make you evil no uh, no david killing
1: people makes you evil tries to
0: kill people <laughs> And that is what makes him evil. You know, I just do, I do want to, because we are using the term sociopath a lot, I do want to say, like, if you are diagnosed with, you know, personality disorder or anything like that, like, you know, talk to a therapist, get help. It's not your fault. But David makes choices that make him an evil person. Yes,
1: (laughs) very true. Very true.
0: But yeah, I think that it's important that this book exists where it's like, okay, yeah, so like, humans suck sometimes, and humans can hurt you too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a very dark lesson for 13-year-olds to learn. Yeah,
1: Well, and I think a very necessary one when they're in this battle of fighting one whole race or species of something against another. And that is something that they're going to have to come to terms with. Like, Andalites may or may not suck. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Some Yerks may be okay.
0: Yeah. I think that, that leads to kind of the conclusion that I think this book series is leading to, which I think, as I've said before, I don't think is going to be we wipe out the Yerks. Because yeah. I think that would be uh, yeah, too much.
1: Applegates put too much effort into making yeah. us sympathize with them lately.
0: Um, my, although I think that is a very, the whole book, as you said, is kind of a morbid moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think specifically the ending with uh, uh, yeah. just the, david pleading for them not to do this for two hours and acts counting down the minutes mm-hmm. i think that's what really mm-hmm. makes it just the idea of like having because this is th- again we keep bringing up the cassie book but this kind of happened in the cassie book too of like her having to make the decision and sit with it for two hours yeah. right of staying in the caterpillar form and that was a thing personal to herself but like this of rachel not just making this tough decision to say, like, we are going to trap this kid as a rat and he's going to be a rat, but having to make that decision over and over and over again for two hours. Because, right. like, every second she's got to be thinking, like, I could let this kid out, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No one else would know but me and Axe and maybe he's right. telling the truth.
0: But having to to just sit there for 120 minutes and think, I'm going to let... as I'm going to sentence this kid to a fate worse than death. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Really fucked up. I know. I,
1: I feel like this, yeah, this next book, it being a Tobias POV, there's going to be some, there's going to be some emotional discussions, I hope. Yeah, I think so. I hope. I just, I want to read the first, the reason that we're speculating, speculating so much about this. I want to read the first line of the next book. He says, my name is Tobias. That's my name. But names don't really tell you much, do they? I've known two Rachels. One was this whiny, obnoxious person. The other Rachel, the one I know now, is the bravest person I've ever known.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So it seems like there's going to be like, especially having come off of this where I feel like Rachel is kind of. Gone through some self-loathing that, like a lot of the animorphs, have experienced to some degree or another. But I think it's going to be good to have Tobias's point of view, where Tobias thinks she's the coolest shit ever. Yeah, I can't,
1: I can't do another one of those books where they just want to die the whole book. That was yeah. rough for what was it, book number three or some shit? <laughs> like, who, oh boy?
0: Oofa, <laughs> <laughs> but this oh. is all getting into what we're doing in upcoming weeks. So let's go ahead and say next week uh, we are going to be wrapping up my dead animal unit
1: yeah okay so we will be reading um the fledgling by jane langton
0: what's up literary slummers it's M of future past here to let you know that we lied this isn't the book we're covering next week because it turns out that the fledgling is not really readily available so instead, Anna went back to the drawing board and returned with a new book to read called The Guest Cat by Takashi Hirade. So if you are reading along or just want to know what's up, that's what we will be covering next week. All right. Back to me and Anna of the past for the wrap up. Um, yeah. And then the week after that, we'll be back with another Morph Monday with anamorphs number 23, The Pretender.
1: Yes. Tobias. My boy. We have not had a Tobias POV for a while, have we? It's
0: been a minute. I feel like we kind of say that for every Tobias POV. Maybe it's just, we just crave that thought.
1: We just want the Tobias (laughs) POV so bad. In the meantime, if you have any serious theories of your own, or if you would just like to tell us about how much you also love Rachel and Tobias, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast Or email us shelfawarecast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of them, you definitely should. Because you also are craving that hawk content. (laughs) Uh, In the words of K.A. Applegate, Hey, I'm Free Willy, David said with a laugh. Free Willy's hungry. Why don't you tell that joke to Visser three? I sneered. Maybe he'll arrange for you to die laughing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rachel's so
1: good. <laughs>
0: that was a good thing. Good job, Rachel. Oh. An ambulance, that's nothing.
1: An a- animal. A-
0: it- Ambulanimal <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh <laughs>